0: Shoecast is brought to you by Modus Operando Brewing, based in Montervale on Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Uh, Here we are again back on deck to review all the things that happened in round 15. Now in the business end of the season, only three rounds to go before the finals. Uh, Plenty of movers and shakers in the table. Um, Lots of very, very interesting games to talk about. To catch up with all the action, as always, Andrew Swain from Stand Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to ShootCast, our Round 15 review. Joining me on the line tonight is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. How are you, Casho?
1: Fantastic, mate. Uh, weekends of ups and downs. Yeah, Always getting dusted, but the good old shawman getting been, up against
0: the woodies. Yeah, it's been non-stop downs for me the last two weeks. Uh, about to throw my pad and pencil and give up on podcasting and any real love of rugby, Sweeney. Andrew Swain's on the line. How are you, Sweeney?
2: Yeah, good, Burjo. It was one of those weekends, wasn't it? Where mm. you, there was just uneasy feelings everywhere. Yeah, um, and it, it it played out that way as well. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, from a broadcast perspective, it was a big, big night and um, all successful. Um, but uh, yeah, we could have done with a result, I reckon. The Wallabies.
0: Yeah, great job with the telecast, Sweeney. I have to say, um, I was watching uh, intently the pre-game and post-game. The pre-game particularly um, was really, really good. And it was the best um, I'd seen from a rugby production in a long time. So now you had a big part in that. It uh, seemed like, uh, you know, after the first couple of tests, it's slowly starting to come together for you guys.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, mate. A lot of people put in a lot of hard work, so... Um, You know, I'm just one small part of that. But um, it certainly is starting to come along. And I think Mm -hmm. people are starting to see that, you know, we're we're putting a a good product together. So, uh, yeah, it it just – it would have been such a huge uh, thing to get a result against the English and they they get the job done in the end. I think it was – I feel like they just – the Wallabies just lacked someone to take the game by the balls in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, they um, did. That was, that was did. kind of my thought. So they they probably, you know, if someone like Quaid was playing or Kelleway or someone like that, they could have really used that experience in the, the last 10. They just couldn't um, couldn't break that English defensive line for long
0: periods there in that second half. The first half was funny. We were sort of, you'd have to say Australia was the aggressor in the match and looking likely to score a try. We scored a, a good try to right. Um but, you know, from there on, it was a bit of a war of attrition. England's um, physicality, again, just shone through. And, yeah, I mean, the Wallabies tried hard. Um, just some, some interesting moments there. Maybe in hindsight, you know, I think, look, uh, Michael Hooper, he's, a, he's a, you know probably the best player of his generation. But I think there's been times where, he, you know, maybe his decision-making and not taking points might come back to haunt him. I mean, it's probably an easy thing to say, but, I don't know. I, th- I feel like maybe there was a couple of times during the weekend he-, he maybe could have uh, put the three in the bag there, Casho, and then and gone for the win.
1: Yeah, you you, you could argue those things, but uh, you know that's yeah. probably not not in his nature. It never has been, really. No, it never has been. Actually, no. think about it. You know, at, at every level of footy, it's uh, it's it's to uh, sort of have a go and. Uh, Listen, we were obviously finding out a lot about that particular group, you know, like uh, yeah. they obviously had to dig deep with the, um, you know, with suspensions and injury and uh, other sort of bits and pieces uh, there that was sort of like uh, going on there. But, listen, if, if, if I could flick back to the actual coverage, uh, mate, I, I've got to agree with Burjo Swaney about uh, about the coverage and, and, and that piece with uh, Justin Harrison uh, before the game, being uh, reissued with his World Cup silver medal mm. from two thousand and three was one of the great bits of rugby television I've seen. Some time, so uh, congratulations to everyone concerned.
2: Yeah, that, it was a, that was a fantastic yarn, wasn't it? And uh, a lot of people in high places had a lot to do with that. Um, again, we were just small, you know, bit parts but putting cameras on it and all that sort of thing. But it's uh, yeah. It's wonderful when rugby people get together and do good things for good people, yeah. and um, that was just one little example of it. And yeah, I think I think it uh, it made waves around the world. Big the big fella, big goog, getting all teary on uh, on telly. Yeah, uh, it made made me tear up. I got to say when I first saw it. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was an awesome piece. I encourage anyone that hasn't seen that to to make sure they do. Where to next now for the for the Wallaby think they've got a few weeks off and they'll be licking their wounds and um, probably got to make some decisions around the squad, don't they?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's going to be an interesting little couple of weeks now for the Wallabies. I mean, a really tough assignment having to go to Argentina and play two test matches over there against a Michael Checker coach Puma side. And they're on the up. Uh, in Argentina. And they're on yep. the up. They, yep. they came back from... A long way behind against Scotland to win on the weekend, um, yep. yeah. And the Wallabies, you're right; they've got some selection issues now. They're going to have to really work on. I don't think Karevi's available for these no. two test matches against Argentina. Yeah. Um, Quade Cooper is. Um, yep. We could be three. With Yeah. You know, there's there's some there's definitely some some questions that need to be answered and. Um, you know, as I said, I, I feel like they just needed someone to take control, to really actually give them some direction in that last 10. And I don't think Noel Olleseo did that. Um, no. Even even though he's a wonderful talent and a, and a brilliant young player, um, he's probably just lacked that experience in that last 10.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, they are way more competitive, right, than the last time England were here. And mm. the game really did hinge on that runaway try to Marcus Smith, didn't it, Kasher?
1: Yeah, listen. At, at the end of the day, that was it, and uh, they obviously uh, they obviously had a, a bloke at twelve who who kicked all these goals. So, and you know that's that's what playing and winning test match rugby, playing and winning at a rugby world cup is all about. And that's uh, that's what we're working towards. You know, we've uh, we've got to be a bit more ruthless in uh, in in some ways. And you probably touched on it a little bit earlier, Burjo, but. Uh, I think we need to accumulate three and five and sevens, and just take the points when they're there. To be perfectly honest, um, no, no matter what the inkling is. So uh it's yeah. funny.
0: it's funny. Hoops sort of said in the post game we couldn't go three six nine against the palms, and I'm sort of like, well, well, they did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. I think. I think Dave Rennie and Michael will be analysing all that stuff, and you know, they know professional football.
1: Actually, interestingly, some of the things that uh, the Wallabies have done since Dave Rennie's been there, particularly over the last eighteen months, is is they're actually recording uh, some of its decision making on the field uh, yeah. and reviewing it later on. So obviously, that's that's going to be something that's going to be part of the decision making process. And as you said earlier, it's uh, Swanee, It's a it, it's it's a tough couple of games there. Checker and, uh, and Argentina and all, all that sort of stuff. It's uh, uh, home hometown games for those guys, so um, not easy test matches, that's for sure. No,
0: and um, I have to say the test match of the year so far was on pride of the Wallabies, the Irish um, beating the All Blacks. Uh, really good game, uh, fantastic test match. Um, Irish just so impressive, Sweeney.
2: Yeah, just the the way, the clinical nature that they play um, and and the creativity from that Irish team, I think was probably the other thing that I noticed. I saw some really good analysis uh, post the game around one of the tries that they scored and it was just perfectly worked and then they executed it perfectly and that's the kind, that's Test Match Rugby for me right now. Um, Yeah. You know, they they did the work up front. They earned the the um the right to to spin it to the backs, and then they uh, they bamboozled the All Blacks at times. Um, it seems a bit like the North are playing um
0: less of a bash and Barge style than the South are at the moment, which is an interesting trend. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, 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 I think that's very true, boys. And I think uh, if 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 you see some of the stuff that'll obviously come up. About that Irish win, about just the way they executed. You know, they're very precise, as you said, with uh, with their running lines. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not that straight in, in, into the tackler just to absorb. Uh, you know, get get the opposition team's tackle counts up. It's all about uh, it's all about going for arms and going for the gaps. Look at the, the way time. they use. Uh... You know, that, 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 that puts any team under pressure, let alone the All Blacks.
0: Yeah, I mean the way they use Mac Hansen. Um coming into the line, he's not a typical, atypical winger. He sort of sits in the pocket and he's a pass option. He's a kick option. He's a, you know, all-in-one. You know, it reminds me of like a Campese. He sort of comes into that sort of late line and it's um, just a different different way to play. And, you know, they seem to be running at spaces where we're maybe running into contact a bit. So um, it's an interesting trend. And and look, Irish rugby is a really good case study. I mean, you can't necessarily apply what they've done to, Australia but they about 10 years ago really got together and got their strategy right they got their provinces right Um, they've got an amazing pathway community engagement and now they're the number one team in the world I was looking around on their website and they clearly defined their strategy and um, it's pretty impressive stuff and you know they did peak between the last World Cup and this one so I guess they're probably hoping they haven't peaked again Sweeney.
2: Yeah exactly and one other thing that I think is probably been overlooked in terms of analysis around the Irish team at the moment is um, they've been playing against those South African teams as well uh, yeah. in in the URC Leinster and Munster and Ulster um, and I reckon that can't un- be underestimated. I think playing against those big tough South African teams at a provincial level yep. is actually um, a really good. Base to to build your test rugby on, and so I, I actually, uh, and, and you know, we've been talking about how New Zealand rugby's missed South African rugby and that sort of thing. Mm. I, I think it's actually um, having a positive effect up there in the northern hemisphere.
0: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Oh well, it's um, it's all for everyone to see. Um, you know, we, we we've we've felt for a while that the north. Uh, the power shift's happening and, you know, it doesn't become more clearer when, a, when the Northern side wins a series in New Zealand, a three-test series at that. So uh, very impressive and um, we'll look and see how the next uh, period unfolds for the rugby championship. Um, let's get into the club action and uh, cap off round 15. Way into the business end now. There's only three games to go to a finals. Um, plenty of jostling for finals places. Uh, one side that we talked about last week, like a bullet coming up the ladder if you can believe it but Gordon are now in the top four after being <laughs> I think they were five five losses on the Trot five or six and looking like uh, maybe an early exit to the to the fishing season but um, another really good win um, very uh, strong looking squad I have to say maybe looks the strongest on paper in the competition they had a good win against southern districts Southern districts though um, were really good value in this game. Um, they played some really good footy and you know I think given that they're likely their their finals charge is well and truly over uh, they're chancing their arm a bit maybe as you said last week Casho having an eye on next year but um, they played some good footy uh, but but Gordon too strong in the end on this one.
1: Yeah yeah good good to see those Abel brothers back uh, back from from overseas at Gordon I think I think they've added a bit of solidity to that uh, to that Gordon side and you know, as we've said numerous times, you know they're uh, they're obviously uh, well coached, and you know Charlie Abel came on uh, at uh, at one stage, and uh, Jake at the the inside centre had had, had, a, had a very good game. So good to see those that, those blokes about. Joey Morton, of course, is uh, is having some time in the uh, in uh, over in New Zealand in their uh, in competition, the yeah. which is which would be good for his footy, and hopefully he's the ground running. For the Waratahs uh, next year, but uh, all in all, uh, you know, a, a pretty good win for Gordon, uh, and uh, yeah, they uh, they seem to be travelling along quite well, and obviously a top four spot certainly not out of their reach. Uh, Sweeney, our mate
0: Wallace uh, on the wing for the for the uh, Rebels caught the eye again.
1: Yeah,
2: it didn't. A couple it. of great tries. What a couple of really good tries! Absolutely. Um, a real gun, and he's he's got some just genuine pace and skill, doesn't he? Yep. Um, and yeah, I think you know, having watched the game, um, you know, South. I mean, they've really got nothing to lose, do they? At the moment, no, they're yeah. just having a crack. So, yeah, uh, the conditions probably suited you know them a little bit better, and um, it was a tough old game. But the Gordon are uh, uh, certainly the big improvers. Will Bremner with three tries, yeah, that's true. Uh, yep. yeah. Uh, from what I hear, the the biggest cheer of the day though came from when uh, Cameron Wood, who is a Gordon junior and um, first year out of Colts, ran on for his bit of first his his first bit of game time in first grade. So um, yeah, uh, I think that, yeah, a bit of a bit of a Gordon debutant. Um, they, they're good at um, bringing their guys up through the system. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, look out! I mean, f- sitting in fourth now, um, that top three's kind of kicked clear, and it's pretty tight from there. Uh, but yeah, Gordon can hold on to fourth, I reckon.
0: They, well they will, I think. Um, especially the team above them's looking very wobbly at the moment. Um, <laughs> Harris and Goddard also came into the game uh, as well, so that's a pretty, pretty handy player to bling on. So yeah, the Giltinis
2: have. Yeah send all their players home for a bit more game time.
0: Good looking good. Um, really settled now. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on. Um, another major upset, boil over, depends on what you want to say. The Pirates have beaten Ramwick at Coogee, if you can believe it. West Harbour 40, Ramwick 34. Uh, Swainy, you said it last week, and, and I think maybe you also, Kasia, that uh, Jack Debrasini was saying they just needed a bit of belief in with the way he's playing um, and players like a loafer, a loafer, um, I think there is a bit of belief uh, out at Concord.
1: Yeah, 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 very much so. I think uh, uh, they uh, uh, they their coach during the week, uh, Joe Barracat, announced, uh, and it's probably probably the, uh, the the right thing to do that he that he won't be around next year. He's uh, he feels as though it's time for him to sort of uh, move on, mm. and uh, I think they're probably playing with a bit of, uh, you know, a, a, a bit of freedom. And you know, they've uh, they've had a few pretty handy hands come 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 back into their side, and they're yep. they're uh, they're just trucking along sort of like very nicely. But to uh, to beat uh, to beat Roundwick at uh, at Oval, particularly in light of the week that they had at uh, at they're the centre of world media attention with. Uh, uh, having Eddie week there and uh, yeah. several of their players uh, filled in at, uh, at uh, different times at uh, some of the training sessions there and obviously got, got a lot out of that. But uh, they obviously didn't have the, uh, the state of mind to a certain extent and uh, came up, uh, up wanting against uh, West Harbour who always struck me as being a side that uh, if, if, they, if they whack 30 or 40, 50 minutes together, they're, uh, they're going to be very dangerous. And that was the way it was.
0: Yeah, it was a funny game. They they went out to a very quick uh, lead. they up, up nine and nil in a flash. ramick actually pulled back that deficit, and it was nine at all. But um, the Wicks were playing touch footy, and playing touch footy against the Pirates. Swaney is uh, is a fatal fatal decision.
2: Oh, absolutely! You know there was every sort of. Um you know, point bit of point scoring. Jack Debrusini seemed to have his fingers yep. you know, all over it, didn't he? He did. I we, we were talking about the Wallabies before, and needing someone to take control of the game. Yeah, exactly what Jack Debrusini did here at club level. And yeah, he, he's he is a class above. He's a, he's a professional sure. player. Yeah, and uh, and you know he he had you know guys experienced guys outside him. You know, Cookie Marfu, Justin Masters. Um, you know, scored a double again. A loafer, um,
0: loafer was a handful.
2: Yeah, exactly right. So, when you've got all those uh, things at your disposal, uh, and, you know the the other thing was the the scrum uh, at mm. the back end was absolutely dominant. Yeah, um, that, that got them home. It really did. It really yep. got them home. Um, you know, so I the the wicks are you know we talk about wobbly teams. <laughs> The Wicks are a wobbly. There's a few wobbly
0: teams in this comp.
2: Oh, it's, it's you just can't you just can't pick it, can you? No, oh, um, the, the it, Wicks, it's the just Wicks are, onto eighth spot.
0: Yeah, the Wicks have they're seven. They've won seven, lost seven, drawn one. So they're as unpredictable as anyone in the competition. But um, yeah, they just cannot string those wins together. But uh, anyway, um, they're still in the eight, as you say, and look. Um, it's a shame the Pirates aren't really playing for much else apart from pride, but uh, it's good to see um, good to see them, you know, really giving the last few rounds a, a bit of life and um, could be a, a real problem for a few teams um, as, the, as they head into the, the last uh, three games. Um, so well done to the Pirates. That's fantastic. Um, good game at North City Oval, Casho. Uh, talk me through the afternoon, mate. Some terrific tries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think uh, I, I think probably the main part of the the afternoon was the uh, the form of Josh Henderson. They're yes. uh, they're sort of like Scottish recruiters who's come to Norse via uh, via uh, the Glasgow Warriors and, um, and 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 also the uh, San Diego San Diego Legion in mm. the MLR. So he was originally shot to uh, Manly, but uh, uh, they they said Norse had an offer in and. Uh, and he uh, he he knew uh, George Thornton and a couple of the other boys up at North, so uh, so so went to North. And uh, listen, he's um, he's pretty much the full package. He can play wing, he can play uh, fullback, probably uh, ten or twelve at, at, at a bit of a pinch, and probably scored one of the better tries I've seen at North Sydney Oval for uh, for quite some time. Very skillful and has got a really big kicking game. So uh, mm. also starting to get a few troops back and. Uh, you know they uh, they had a fit Brady Lieber there who uh, who scored a nice try. Brad Hamopo played played in the second row, and they'll have they'll have both those Sinclair's in uh, in coming weeks. Both you and Angus back. So, but what one what of the uh, one of the parts of the jigsaw puzzle in my mind is uh, is the uh, is the returns of Jevin Fellows who came on for the last twenty or so minutes and scored a nice try significantly off of a pass from uh, from Josh Henderson. So, uh, yeah, things are starting to come together. Jevons Fellows brings a lot to this side in that uh, he's a very good uh, uh, link runner and all all that sort of stuff, very good over the ball and generally scores a try every time he plays. So pretty good result from uh, from Norse, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that sort of solidifies them in the top two. They'll obviously have to ice things over the next couple of weeks. But... Uh, from an Eastwood point of view, they're in this game right, right up to their bootstraps until the last uh, last of the couple of minutes when uh, when Norse kicked the penalty goal. So uh, yeah, that sort of pushed them out uh, beyond. But uh, yeah, a bit of head scratching up there at TG Milderfield Field about uh, where they're going and what's going wrong for sure. Yeah,
0: they certainly played much better this week. Um, you mm. know, Norse uh, Norse are a good team. There's no question. Um, but I thought the Woodies, as you said, Kasha, we're right into it. Um, you know, no harm in losing. But as you say, the, the losses are mounting, unfortunately, for uh, for the Woodies at the moment. But, yeah, I, I concur with uh, all the comments you made. That Josh Henderson, don't tell me we shopped to manly, mate. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Very nice indeed. So I wouldn't mind a bit of that down at the Village Green at the moment because there's not a lot of it. Um, terrific tries. Um, Norse probably for me... Still, probably the best side to watch, I, I reckon. They just move the ball really well. Um, you know, they really cut you to pieces uh, on turnover ball, and um, yeah, look, if they they they're like Gordon, probably assembling a, a squad that's um, good enough for a, for a good tilt in this competition. They get the two Sinclair boys back. I don't know if James Turner will lock back in at some point. I suggest he may late if in the finals. Um, but yeah, um, things are looking. Very good for the shawman. Um, we'll head out to uni where uni's taken down the rats, uni 36, ratty's 25. Um, uni was sort of um, all over this one from the get-go um, up until uh, young Odell snatched the ball for the Raddies off the kickoff and put Harry Jones away. That was a cracking try, Sweeney.
2: Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? It was spectacular. And one of the tries of the week, you got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, like mm. every with whichever way you look at it, this uni pack wins them the games, doesn't it? Yeah, like that they're, they're just such a a Ferrari pack at the moment. Just um, they're, they're brilliant. You know, they just grind you down. They grind you down, um, you know, and they they, um, you know, get get you close to the line, and then. You know they they go to their rolling wall and mm. it's just it's just such a weapon for them. Uh, you know Jack McCallum you know leads the pack really well, um, leads the team really well, and uh, then Kieran Lowe, he's uh, he's a real handful uh, at hooker. And yeah, I, I just every way you look at it, it's it's really their forward pack that's winning them the games at the moment.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, look, the Raddies uh, didn't give up. Um, Harry Jones was in everything good that they did on the day. Uh, it's good to see him in some form. Uh, yeah, uh, Raddies are coming off a couple of losses now. They're heading into the, the derby, much like the Marlins. So uh, still plenty to play for for them. But um, Uni Casho, they'll be uh, they'll be in the mix for that minor premiership, mate.
1: Oh, listen! I think you'd uh, you'd you'd have to say that they're probably good there. Their nose in front uh, with the you know with the with the with the uh, over the next couple of games uh, mm. battling it out with Norse about uh, who finishes uh, on on top of the table. But uh, yep. you know there was there was even a bit of a bit of background chatter that Tolu Latu may may well uh, uh, get some game time if he's uh, if he sides his contract with the uh, with with the Waratahs, which I believe is is in the system there, not uh, not officially ratified, but uh, you know that's. Uh, that's another big player in the in 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 the type five area. That, uh, that's it's going to add to their, their their finals campaign. That's
0: a disaster for everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's an absolute club killer. That bloke. <laughs> He's just that much better than everyone else at club level. It's not yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, he will add plenty to Uni if uh, if he sneaks in. Um, I guess he'll just qualify from coming from above, but. Um, Yeah, um, I thought uh, some of the uni backs were excellent uh, on the weekend. Hughes, um, really energetic. Um, Eddie Pullman, Will Goddard at the back is probably my player of the day. And uh, the winger, Tarogi, scored a couple of really good tries too. So, um, a few new faces at uni um, sticking their hand up. And uh, yeah, as we said, they'll be right in the mix. And Raddy's still got a bit of work to do to make sure they're in those finals positions.
1: Um, I, think, I, I think with the Ratties boys i think uh, uh, uh you know they're, um, they're they're obviously uh missing some some of their stars and you know when when, when you got guys leaving uh you know like a, uh, a a major player you know leaving mid-season, it does take a couple of weeks for them to settle down i think that was that's uh that's the way the rats have been over the past couple of weeks hasn't it
0: oh for sure for sure i mean look they would have out of their chickens, they had Ben Mar and Ben Willett this year. Lost Mar early to um, some great form for the Aussie Sevens and now Willett's um, gone over to Europe. And, you know, you, you can't replace Ben Willett. He was probably the form player in the competition before he went. And, um, yeah. Makes the team grow an extra length. Um, now, I was at Manly Oval for the Marlins' uh, loss to the Wildfires. Um, I thought Hunter were excellent. Um, Manly were... Pretty poor that they, they made lots of errors, but um, Hunter a good side. Um, they raced out to an early lead, uh, probably fed off a couple of manly mistakes, one being an intercept. Um, manly did reel them back in, but just made too many errors. Um, in the wildfires 22, and uh, they're steered around really well by uh, Winchester. Um, big shout out to uh, Donnie Freeman, who I think is an exceptional player, the Hunter wildfires breakaway. Um, I think he's I think he's about 23, but he looks about 48. And um, <laughs> mate, he's unreal. He's like a blonde-haired orc, and he just flies around the field, um, tackling, tacking. He's into absolutely everything. So uh, he's one to watch for the future, I reckon. Um, but um, yeah, good on to the good on the wildfires. Another sort of big scalp, you know. Even though legitimately a legitimately good side, it's still you know uh, breaking big ground when you when you go to sort of you know historically. Bigger clubs and, and have wins and they've had a few of those this year so uh, they would have had a had a had a happy happy trip home um, on Saturday night I think the Marlins um, I said last week they're just a bit battered at the moment um, squads a bit thin they are missing uh, down probably a few troops and they're certainly sweating on getting uh, Lange Gleeson and maybe Kai Kifaketti back from the A's but. Mm. Oh look, I'm watching a bit of the A's stuff and watching the Wallabies on Saturday night. There could be a phone call above for one Gleason sooner than than you think. He was he was he was damaging in the Australia A game uh, to finish off their season. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying it will happen. I suspect he will stay. Still stay with the club. It's probably a bit much to say that he'd go up and wallabies these back grows, you know, going pretty well, but. He's got something, and I, I think we had the Marlins lunch last week. And Phil Blake said, "Come and watch him for the next few weeks because he won't be playing club footy for much longer."
2: That's good to know. I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Laney Gleeson—he's just a—he's such a big body, isn't he? And he—he he runs brilliant lines, and he's such a hard man to bring down. Yeah. Um, and I, I get Todd Ikefu vibes about him almost. Yeah,
0: for sure. Or we get Willie vibes about him at Manly, but yeah. Uh, He's, uh, yeah, look, he would be dearly welcome back. I, I'm not sure if he's available this weekend for the for the derby. I think there might, might be a stand-down week or something, but um, dearly need him back in the pack. Um, and, and Lolokai would, would just really help. And then I think Hunter Ward's been out for the last three weeks. who has been exceptional. Um, and, and a couple of backs have sort of been nursing some injuries. So, yeah, Manly's... Um, obviously been one of the surprise packets all year. And I, I think maybe, you know, starting to come back in the pack a little bit and uh, hopefully uh, can get a few more wins because that's two on the bounce now and they've got a really tough finish. Rats at home, Gordon away and Uni at home. So uh, big three weeks ahead for all the finals, Casho.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think, Burjah, you, you, you speak about Manly slipping down the, down the table a wee bit. They're probably not going to go much further down the table than third or fourth, and uh, as with an eight-team semi-final series, uh, yeah. you know it's 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 a brand new competition. So
0: yeah, it would be disappointing if they didn't finish top four, and I, I think if they get a win within the one, of, even one of the next three, that that should keep them in the top four. But um, yeah, uh, they've still got a pretty healthy lead on Gordon uh, in full spot, but. Um, yeah, they'll want to – there's no there are no better week to bounce back, Swanee, than the derby at Manly Oval this weekend.
2: Oh, no, that's right. And, uh, God, we're all looking forward to that one, aren't we? Um, yeah, it'll the be on, derby. It'll be on Gem, which will be good. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – the 100th derby, did you say? It's the 100th, yep. Yeah, that's yeah, which is day. fantastic.
0: Unfortunately, it's, um, it's been so wet. Um, so, hopefully, the rain just buggers off because it's – now one of the POMs are so you know such manic depressants. It's just it's yeah. miserable. Yeah, yeah. It's miserable.
2: The uh, the cricket pitch was looking pretty interesting on the weekend, wasn't it? Mate, they
0: played all grades a couple of weeks ago, and I, as a former president, I was disgusted. But anyway,
2: yeah,
0: um, yeah. It needs a bit of TLC, and
2: um,
0: yeah. might need to get the green spray paint out before Saturday. Because I'll be
2: uh, I'm down. I'm MCing the rats lunch this week, so. You are um, the friends of a lunch on Friday at the Manly Pacific, which would be good. Um, got to come down to Manly. oh um, yeah, well, I don't
0: understand why Ringa like to have their lunches in Manly. Go oh, I think I it know. might
1: just
2: be to rub it in, you know.
0: Oh. Uh, well, <laughs>
1: shouldn't there be some sort of agreement that the, you know the Ringa <laughs> should hold their lunches beyond the Narabeen Bridge? Well, it's an outrage. It's an absolute
0: outrage. I mean, you can go anywhere you want up there, but you know, this, this is just the age old age old problem. Ringa blokes, they always. You know, Manly's better. They just know it. <laughs> they just know it. So that's well, all right. You know, they can have their lunch and go to the Stain and have a few beers and, you know, we'll tell the Stain to keep the beers warm or something like that. Just Bugger them off before the weekend. But anyway, um, all those shenanigans will kick off this week. Uh, we'll get into the final game. This was a crunch game, um, big game for the Beasties who are still in touch of the eight. Um had a good win against the two Blues here, Sweeney. I didn't catch much of the action, but I know you did.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, they weathered the storm early, um, East Beasties, in this one. And they were down 21-14 at time. So yep. um, it was a, uh, yeah, look, a, a cracking sort of a game. And, um, you know, Simon Nebone, their, their coach, we spoke to him on Clubland this week. He uh, he was pretty, um, you know, like he was, I reckon he was pulling his hair out a little bit. Yeah, um, particularly having you know missing quite a lot of personnel as well. No Teddy Wilson or Jack Bowen, and yeah. Uh, but he's saying that you know Archie Gavin really stood up. Um, you know, has been standing up for them and and has stood up uh, on the weekend as well. Um, you know, Josh Smith scoring the match, sort of defining try in the end. But at beasties—they've got a hard run home. Like Gordon yeah. Hunter and North as their run home. Um, it's if, tough. If, if they if they make the eight, they've really earned it, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, most definitely. I mean, they'll be worried they left their run too late, but maybe they are finding some form out. You know, their mates um, down the road are pretty hit and miss at the moment, so yeah. who knows? Um, but yeah, I'll, two blues um, will be disappointed, but they're not out of it yet. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a Phenomenal improvement from the two blues this year, and I don't want to talk like I'm saying congratulations on this season, but you're not going to make it. But um, they've got to got to get a few Ws in these next three weeks. So uh, you know, but it was a very competitive game, and um, as I said, there's not not much in it. So if I look at the table, um, University in pole position, a point lead over Northern Suburbs, um, Manly in third. And uh, they're in 51 points. Uh, Below them is Gordon on 43, rounding out the top four. Amazing effort from the Stags to be back in the top four. Uh, Eastwood and the Wildfires, five and six. Ringer and Rammick rounding out the eight. And East hot on the trail uh, with the two blues. And West Harbour and Southern Districts to uh, round out the table. Um, Some very interesting games this week. Um, West Harbour taking on the two blues. Yeah, I think the Pirates would just absolutely love to win the Two Blues season, as, as harsh as that sounds. Sorry.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'd
0: be sick of all the uh, attention they've had over the new stadium, and um, I'm sure they want to flex a bit of Western Sydney muscle. Um, right. Southern Districts uh, at home taking on Norse—that'll be a tough one for Norse. Souths are on the improve. Um, now this one is uh, going to be absolutely fascinating. East at home to Gordon, um, that's going to be a really tough assignment for Gordon as, as well as they're going because East are on death row. Um, Eastwood and Uni, um, uh, another tough one for the Woodies to get back in the, into the winner's circle. Mm. Uh, Wildfires, Ramick, much like um, East and Gordon, that's just got everything going on that one. And the big one, Manly and Ringer, two teams coming off uh, back-to-back losses and Desperate for a win. So it's such a tight comp, uh, Kesha. you know, maybe a bit of that desire to, to keep touch might see a few teams home in some tight matches
1: this weekend. Yeah. Some fascinating ones there, you know, of course, manly ring is always, uh, always one, one of the great ones and on free to wear TV this week, sweetie. so so I believe, but, uh, you know that uh, Easton Gordon at uh, at Willara, What 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 a cracking game on the on the Astro turf there. So some mm. real 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 good games. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to decide uh, in the in these last uh, three rounds or so. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: no, it's interesting. I mean. Uh, we keep sort of well, – I went through the power rankings last week. I'm not going to do that this week because they're all <laughs> over the shop again. But it is funny. Like, every team's had a bit of a wobble, you know, um, throughout the year. Uh, you know, Uni have lost four on top of the comp. You know, it's not like – you know, and Manly and Norse are on fifth on five losses and seven behind them. It's just – it's still very tight. Um Bit of form, bit of injury, still plenty of opportunity for all teams to sort of to, to sort of um, get some momentum going. So we're looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to seeing you guys in the flesh this week. We're going to have our catch up on Thursday night, and I'll be seeing you at the Stain Hotel uh, for a cold beer on Thursday before we venture into Manly for for a bit of food. Does that sound sound
1: nice to you, uh, there, Casho? Listen, uh, any Thursday night that involves red meat and beer is always good. In my mind. (laughs) Beautiful.
0: All right. We'll do that. Um, I'll see you there too, Swaney. Thank you, boys, and uh, catch you this week.
2: See you, mate.
1: See you, lad.